0: where i'm at tonight i appreciate brother david aldridge david's, brother david's going to come and preach our first uh, message here tonight brother david for if you don't know this is the guy who directs our bus ministry for us here does a good job keeping things going i appreciate him and his faithfulness to the lord his love for our church and the bus ministry and his love for me brother david's a good man how many of you brought your bible hold up the bible all right we're going to keep things moving tonight you look this way Give the man of God your attention. I know he's got a good word from God for us. Brother David, always. Thank you. You. If you have your Bibles, I'd
1: like for you to turn to Proverbs chapter number 4. With me here tonight, we'll look at one verse. Proverbs chapter number 4, Old Schofield page 675. We'll look at one verse, verse number 25. Verse number 25. Well, let's read it together. If you found your place, say amen. Verse 25 says these words, Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Now, if you take this verse and you see the word thine there, that's the second word, then you look at the ninth word and you see the word thine again, I'd like for you to place your name in that place of that word. So other words it would read as this. It would say, Let David's eyes look right on. And let David's eyelids look straight before thee. In this year, we've had one common theme, and it goes to a number. That number has been 100, that three-digit number, the triple digits as we call it. We have been celebrating the entire year of 2019. We've been celebrating 100 years of our church existence here. It's been a good year. God's been good to this church. However many people can say that they are a part of a church, that's ever been around for 100 years. Well, can I say you can attest to that. Every member that's a part of this church today can say, you're a part of a church that's been through 100 years of existence. God was good to us this year. Our pastor went all out when it came to our 100th year this year. We had a lot of first things that happened. I remember one of the first things I remember happened uh, that we've never seen happen here before to my knowledge, or at least since I've been here. But there was candy that came raining from the heavens. I mean, God came raining down and sent a bunch of candy down here in the field right around Easter time and our pastor was up inside this helicopter throwing down candy on the field for people to have. Hey, that was a good day. We've never experienced anything like that around here at our church. Hey, why not go all out with 100 years of existence? That's something for us. That's something for me and something for you to be proud of here tonight. That we have been able to celebrate One hundred years of existence. Another thing that will happen this year that I don't believe we've ever done, at least since I've been here, we had big bus day on Saturday. And that was one of the best bus days, if not the best bus days, that I've ever been a part of here at this church. We busted in over almost 1,100 kids that day to this church on a Saturday. We preached to them right here inside this main auditorium, give them the gospel for about 15 minutes. I've seen countless number of kids walk these aisles and get saved that day and then once we finished preaching to them, we went outside and we played with them. We went outside. We had more inflatables I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you can't go to any amusement park and have as many inflatables as we had that day. We had a great day on Big Bus Day that Saturday. That was a first, and hey, it may be the last. Who knows? But can I just say it happened on our 100th year anniversary. And then that Sunday, it got even better. We came into our church here, we had friend day, when we was able to go out and invite people to come to church. I mean to tell you, I got here about 45 minutes early to an hour early, and you already couldn't find a place to park. I tell you what, it's the only place I came to that day, probably the only place anybody can go to where they can go to church and go mudding all in the same day. We had people parked out there on the field, mud everywhere. Can I just say, it was great. I I loved every minute of it. I loved seeing people get stuck. I loved people sitting out there janking them out with chains and with, with everything else they had out there trying to get cars out. Can I just say, that may be the first and it may be the last, but it sure was great. We walked into the main auditorium here, and you uh, really, you couldn't even find a place to sit hardly. I mean, it was packed out in here. It was a great day. The choir got up here and sang before the service started. I had one of my friends that had gotten here a little late, and he had sent me a picture out there sitting on the roadway, and he had sent me a picture in his rearview mirror, and all you could see was cars. As far as the eye could see, it was cars getting off the exit to come where? To come to Woodland Baptist Church on our special day. Can I just say we brought in a lot of people that day. I believe that entire weekend was about 2,500 people. That was a great day. We had about 140 people saved that weekend. To God be the glory, can I just say that was a good day for Woodland Baptist Church. Then just a few weeks ago, I thought about this. We had the, the choir that did our Christmas cantata. I don't know about you, but that impressed me. I really believe with all my heart, at least this is my opinion, I believe they sang the best songs and sang the best that they've ever sang during Christmas. They really did. It was a great job. And then they had our pastor in between each song telling us about the history of our church. That was a great day. Not only that, our kids choir, I thought that was great. Man alive, how they put that together because of Woodland. I believe that that was a great thing. That was a great night within the history of our church as well. But there's something you and I need to remember. In a little over four hours from now, 2019 will be over. The 100th year anniversary, people, will be over. I'm tell you, here to tell you tonight, it's time to look forward. It's time to do as the smartest man in the Bible has ever lived has said. It's time for me and you to look forward. Oh, yeah, I believe we need to have our memories. I believe we need to remember. 148 times mentioned in the King James Version is the word remember. I believe that's pretty important. If God says it one time, it's important. If he says it more than one time, it's really important. 148 times he said, I want you to remember. I believe it's okay for us to remember the year that God has given us. It's been a good year, and he's been good to our church. He's been good to our people. But I'm here to tell you, it's time to look forward now. It's time to move on to year 101 it's time to move on to 2020 I don't know about you but I'm looking forward to this year hey what about that building out there that's mentioned so much boy I can't wait this very well could be the year that we get to break ground on that new building hey I don't know about you a pastor's got me excited about one thing I'm really excited about this remember that playground that indoor playground he talked about he wants to have there in the nurseries for all those little kids I'm telling you, that excites me. He's going to have glass all the way outside. so When people drive by, you know, they can see the playground and they're going to look at us and say, boy, they must really love kids, want to come to our church. Hey, I think it's a great idea, but I'm here to tell you right now, me and Caleb Stevenson has called firsties on that. Yeah, you see, when it's built, we're going to be the first ones to test it out. And the only reason I'm bringing Caleb's is that's to pull me out when I get stuck. That's the only reason it's going there. hey, I'm excited about the potential of that building being started this year in 2020. Hey, not only that, what about about our choir? Man, wouldn't it be great if God was to fill our choir so much that we'd have to set chairs right out here? Hey, wouldn't it be great if more people was to come to our church that wanted to make a joyful noise and have to put them out here? We have so many chairs out here that Brother Thyra has to lead the choir from down there. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, can I just say God can still do that. Hey, I know 100 years was a good year. I know it was a great year. But let me tell you, it's time now to look forward. It's time to move on. Let's not sit back and look at what God has done. Let's go back and look what God will do for our church this year God will do it I don't know about you but I see a lot of churches that make these moves and all they talk about is what used to be boy they talk about what they used to have they talk about what they used to do they talk about everything that used to go on in years past they never hardly ever talk, see a church that has a vision anymore about doing something in the future about the what is instead of the what was a lot of churches today, as you hear, you maybe you're at work or something, and you go and you tell them about the day we've had, and we had 1,500 for Sunday school, and 30 people got saved today. And they'll look at you and they'll say, yeah, my church used to have that. You go to a church, I preach at other churches, and one of the things I hear most is, yeah, all these pews used to be full. Everybody used to be here. I went to one not long ago. They told me, yeah, you couldn't even find a parking space in this parking lot. When I drove up, I had to pick up my place anywhere I wanted to go. You know what? They're stuck on the used-to-bes instead of what can be. And I don't want that to be our church. I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be you. Instead, I want us to look forward to year 101. hundred years is gone. It's away. We can't get it back. Solomon says, look forward. Don't look back. The Apostle Paul says we're running a race, and when you run a race, you move forward constantly, never looking back. If we're in our race, we've got to move forward. We've got to look forward to what Pastor has for us in this year. In 2020, it can be even better than it was this year. You realize that, right? Do you still believe that God's only strong? Do you still believe that God is still God? He's still Lord, and he still loves you and loves me? You see, all these other churches that talk about what used to be, they've forgotten about who God truly is. They've forgotten about the God that they truly serve. I watched this video once in closing about these two men that was training puppy dogs. And they was teaching everybody how they should train puppy dogs. You know, when you get a little cute puppy, it's all wiggly, and it's everywhere, it's like it's demon-possessed or something, and uh, you got to take it somewhere and get it trained. So these two men were showing you on a video on on the the Internet how to do this. And they would one of the first things they do is they need to teach that little puppy dog to obey the commandments of the Master, to obey the one that's in front of them. So they would take this puppy dog, two men, they would go to a big, large, open field, and one man would stand on one side, and one man would stand on the other side. And that man on one side would have some little treats for the dog. It's like Mountain Dew to me. Tastes good, looks good. We're going to say, you got some Mountain Dew down here on the other end. That puppy dog wants some of that Mountain Dew. That man on the other end would start to call for that puppy. And he would take off running, but he wouldn't get very far before he would lose track on what's going on. His attention span was not very great. And he would begin to just wander around. And finally, he would finally go to the other person to get the treat. Time and time they do this until the little puppy learns to go to the one that's got the treat. Then when he learned how to do that, they would do one more thing. They would go in the middle of the field, and they would take a bowl of puppy chow, kibbles and bits, and they would place it in the middle of this field. And the man would let the puppy dog go, and the other man would be calling for him, and he would take off running. It looks like he's going the right way. It looks like he's going towards the master for the treat. And he starts sniffing around, and he finds that little bowl of puppy chow, kibbles and bits. And he stops, and he would start to eat on the kibbles and bits. And then he would finally look up when he's finished and run towards the master. Once again, they take the dog and they place it down here on this end, and time and time again, they would just continually do this until finally the little puppy dog realized that the treat, the good stuff, was at the end. Can you just call that end our finish line? Can you call the kibbles and bits that's in the middle of the field year 100? Can you call the kibbles and bits that's in the middle of the field year 50, year 70, year 75? Can I just tell you tonight, church, that God's got something so much better in store for you. God has something so much better in store for our church. Hey, let's just leave the kibbles and bits where it belongs. We're going to have our memories. We're going to remember. But thank God there's something greater on the other end down here. Hey, let's just move on. Here's what it says. Let David's eyes look right on. Let Vic Pyle's eyes look right on. Let Shane Hayes' eyes look right on. Let Woodland Baptist Church's eyes look right on. Hey, in 2020, may God give us 2020 vision, and may we move forward. Hey, it's been a good year. We'll have our memories, but let's not get stuck. Let's not get stuck in the mud about what God did this year because he's got something even better planned in 2020. Our Father, thank you so much.
0: The second preacher right after they get done, Brother Brian Robbins, is going to preach for us our second message tonight. Boy, I appreciate Brother Brian, don't you? And love him and Miss Marcy and those precious children of theirs. Brother Brian leads. He's the one, in case you don't know, the one that leads the uh, congregational singing here. And so right after they sing, he's going to come and bring our second message tonight, all right? So let's get ready for that. Brother Bobby, you come and pray for us. if you...
2: With that, y'all enjoy that singing. Say amen. I've heard him sing that song three times. I believe that's the fastest that's went by for me. Seems like it usually lasts a little longer than that. Amen? Matthew uh, 26, if you have your Bibles tonight, Matthew chapter number 26. Uh, Before I get started, I want to thank a few people. I love my church, uh, first of all, let me say that. Thank God for Woodland Baptist Church. Uh, I I know I can, going back to, I won't mention everybody's name uh, that I can for the sake of time, but I'll mention a few people, and don't get sideways with me, and you'll get that here in a minute if I don't mention your name, but I can remember uh, coming here a few years ago uh, for the first time and and being greeted at the the door, Brother Stone, and and, uh, how much of a blessing he was, Brother Robbie, and uh, Miss Jennifer, thank God for them, and how they friended us when we first come here, and then when we sat down, uh, had the Higgins family, Brother uh, Bill and Miss Darlene, how friendly they were to us, and and you got Brother Dennis and, and Miss Vicky Enman. Thank God for all y'all. And we thank God for Brother Lloyd and Miss Becky and Miss Boots. Those those are the people we first were around when we got here. I thank God for people like that. Thank God for people. This whole church, you know, I got friends, if I must say, all over this building in every section. I I, got, I can be friends with everybody here, and I thank God for that. It's a blessing that I go to a church where everybody loves everybody. Amen. But uh. I, I got to thinking about that and how good God's been to us. And we, we come here and how friendly they were to us. And that made us want to come back, you know what I mean? Because what a friendly place it is to be. Thank God for a friendly church. And uh, I got to thinking about today, you know, what, what has God done in 2019? And Brother Bill, if I'm not correct, Brother Bill, God saved you this year, did he not? How many of you, that might have slipped your mind already. Brother Bill got saved this year. 2019, Brother Bill got saved. Glory to God, amen. And, and my son Ryland got saved in 2019. Hey, you got to, in a few days, it'll be your spiritual birthday, won't it, son? Glory to God and preacher baptized. Him, and we were talking about that the other day. What a blessing it is. How good God's been to us. We could stop right now, thank God, and we could just shout for about an hour on how good God's been to us. If that's all He's done, that's good enough, amen? Thank God for what He's done this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward, praise God, to what He's going to do uh, this coming year. If I could title your message, I'd, I wanted to do something with uh, 2020 vision. That sounds good, don't it? because 2020, I would title yours that, but I I didn't have the liberty to go that route. Uh, My my, my title of my message, if I'd put a a title on it tonight, would be uh, Let's Not Get Sideways in 2020. How many of you know what I'm talking about when when I'm talking about getting sideways with one another? Would you raise your hand? I'm not talking about the world's term. You know, nowadays, you've got to be careful when you say something because there's new definitions coming along. I, somebody I was talking to the other day about one word that has been changed into something else. I'm like, Lord have mercy. That ain't what it used to be when I was growing up. You know, Pluto was a planet when I was in school, and, and I think they've done away with that now. So you've got to be careful what you say. But you know what I mean when I say we get sideways. Let's, let's not get sideways in 2020 at Woodland Baptist Church. Uh, I'll start by telling you this. I heard about... Uh, a plane that was traveling over the ocean. And, and the plane went down, and there was only one survivor. It was a, it was a Baptist, born-again Baptist man. He's saved, washed in the blood. And, and the plane went down. He was the only one that survived, and he floated off to an island somewhere. Been there for seven to ten years. don't remember exactly how long it was, but uh, he, he learned to adapt. He learned to kill and, and eat food, uh, uh, to make his own meals, and he started building stuff. And uh, he built him a home. And and, uh, he he built all kind of nice sculptures, nice uh, places all by himself. He had nothing else to do, so he built him some stuff. And finally, he was discovered. People found him, and they wanted to do a big story on him. So they said, well, can you tell us, uh, Mr. So-and-so, what this building is? He said, well, this building's my home. I, I made me a house. I had a place to live. Uh, I needed somewhere to live, so I built me this nice house. I said, well, wow, it's so amazing. And they looked over to the side, and there were two uh, churches that were side-by-side, side, with, with steeples on them. They figured they were churches. And, and, and they said, well, what is this right here? He said, well, that's my church. I had to have a church to go to. They said, well, why is there one directly beside of it? He said, well, that, that's, the, that's the church I used to go to. So... Hey, if, you could, if you know what I'm saying, he got kind of sideways with himself. You know, lots of times we get sideways. If we'll go look in the mirror, the problem begins with us. Amen. Matthew chapter 26. Look with me, if you will, in verse number one. We're we'll read verse one through five. The Bible says, "And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man." is betrayed to be crucified. Verse 3, Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. Verse 4, And consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. But they said not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Stopping right there. You know, somebody had to be a Baptist right here, if you read that, because they said, Let's don't do it on the day we're going to eat on. Let's wait till another day. I thought that was something else right there. I picked up on that. Uh, I've I read this many a times and I was like, man, I seen that uh, when I read it yesterday and I was like, wow, I've got I to share that with everybody, amen. They must have, somebody was a Baptist. I don't know if it was the, the, the priest or Caiaphas or who it was or if they were talking about the disciples. For the second time, look with me in verse number 31. The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Verse number 32 But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Thou, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Let's pray. God, I pray that you'll help me, Lord, uh, tonight. Uh, as I preach, God, I pray that you'll help me. Lord, help me to say the things I need to say. God, I pray that you'll help me to be a blessing most of all. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the opportunity. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's not get sideways in 2020. First of all, I don't want to get sideways with God's plan. If you'll look back at verse number 31, the Bible says in verse 31, Then Jesus said unto them, All you shall be offended because of me this night. We see, first of all, uh, Jesus said, You... You shall be offended he already knew what was going to happen and and, and uh, how many of you know and realize, we all realize that Jesus knows, God knows what's the plan for our life, what's needs to be, what we need to do in following him. But Peter had it in his mind. He said, no, if you'll look at verse number 34, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow thou shalt not deny me thrice. But verse 33, Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Have you ever found yourself trying to argue with God? Yeah. Y'all you ever heard yourself trying to argue with God? Uh, Peter was arguing with the Lord. First of all, we're talking about God's plan here. Peter was trying to argue with God, saying, I'm, I'm, Jesus, he said, I'm not going to be offended. You know, you can say whatever you want to say. I'm not going to be offended. But he told him plainly, he said, yes, you will, be, uh, you will offend me because you're going to deny me. The Bible says in verse number 34, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. I don't want to get sideways with God's plan in 2020. I know God's got a plan for this church in 2020, and I'm excited about what God's going to do. And I don't want to get sideways with God's plan, first of all. I want to be right there in the middle of everything, doing the best I can for, for God. You know, uh, I could say that I might have got a little sideways in 2019. I'll just be honest. And if we all are, we, we might be honest and say, you know, I, there's some things that offended me that I probably shouldn't have got offended about. You know what I'm saying? Y'all with me on that? Y'all ever get offended? Y'all pray for me. I'm trying to get victory over that. Amen. I don't want to get offended. Uh, I don't want to get sideways uh, with God's plan, first of all. I don't want to get sideways, second of all, with God's preacher. Look at verse number 48. The Bible says, Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, the same as he told him fast. I don't want to get sideways with God's preacher. And this is my preacher right here. Stand up before me, preacher, if you will. You know, the Bible says that Peter said that uh, he said, Not Peter, but the Bible said, Judas said, the one that I kiss is the one. Grab him fast. That's what the Bible tells us. And he kissed him. He kissed him, and that means, go ahead. That's the one that he was going to betray. You know, I'm hugging my preacher right here, but at the same time, I could be stabbing him in the back. That's That's what Judas was doing, was he not? He had a knife in his hand. He was stabbing him the whole time. I love my preacher, amen. Praise God. This is God's man right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I say with love in my heart, if you don't know this is God's man, you're ignorant. Amen. I mean that with all the love I have in my heart. He's God's man for this church. Amen. I love my preacher. Praise God. I'm glad, thank God, he don't have lace on his drawers. Amen. Uh, he's not panty waist, He's got lace on his drawers. Thank God. He don't use a loofah to bathe with. Amen. He likes bar soap. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for my preacher. I'm glad uh, for a good preacher that preaches the Bible. I've never walked in this door and didn't get fed from the Word of God, from God's man. Amen. Never have I come here and not got fed from the Word of God. You've helped my family and me in so many ways, preacher, I can never tell you. I I believe in in pen and roses while people are alive, amen? I love my preacher, thank God. God's preacher, I don't want to get sideways with God's plan. I've got to hurry. I'm running out of time. I don't even remember what time it was. Y'all help me. What time was it when I started? God's plan, God's preacher. Uh, uh, Thirdly, I don't want to get sideways with God's people. Look at verse uh, 7. The Bible says in verse 7 through 10, there came unto him a... Woman with an alabaster box, of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye this woman, for she hath wrought, a good work upon me. Look at that, what she had done and how the people had got sideways with her. The people saying, what is she doing? She's wasting this. But she knew what she wanted. She knew what she was trying to do. She was giving something to Jesus, her Savior. And the people were sideways with her. That's something I don't want to get sideways with God's people. You know, like I started with, I've got people over here I'm friends with, and I'll be friends with everybody in this building, by the way. There ain't nobody in here I can't speak to, and that's the way it ought to be. Uh, There's people uh, in my past that I have seen uh, in recent... Years, I might have seen them at the store. Even a couple weeks ago, I seen somebody that maybe we didn't get along exactly, but I can still speak to them, and that's the way we ought to be as Christians. I don't want to get sideways with God's people, amen? In 2020, let's not get sideways with one another. I don't want to get sideways with God's plan. I don't want to get sideways with God's preacher. I don't want to get sideways with God's people, and I also don't want to get sideways with a godless public. Look at verse number 56. In chapter number 26, the Bible says... But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Have you ever felt like that everybody's forsook you? Uh, you know, uh, the, the world we're living in today, is, it is a, a godless public that we're living in. Every day I go to work every day. I deal with people that... Uh, Don't want nothing to do with God. But, you know, that's what it's my job to tell them about Jesus. How much Jesus loves them. What Jesus done for them. I hope to see them walk in that back door one day and come down and trust Christ as their Savior. But we got to get them here most of all. First of all, we got to get them here. So I don't want to get sideways with a godless public as well. I thank God for Woodland Baptist Church. And I know that uh, I, I've got, uh, like I said before, I've got many friends in here, and I want to continue to be that way. There's nobody I can't talk to, and I don't know anything about anybody that, that's bad stuff, and I, and I hope it continues that way. You know how we can go backwards. You know, we want to go forwards. How we can go backwards this coming years if we get sideways with one another. And I don't want to get sideways with nobody. And, I, and I'm here to say right now, if there's anybody, if I've offended you, uh, come to me, we'll talk it out, we'll talk about it as Christians. Let's be adults about things, you know what I mean? That's how we can move forward. And I do, I do want to say to whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked me Sunday night, he said, are you preaching Tuesday night? And I said, no, I'm not. And it was right before the service. I want him to know that I didn't lie to him because I didn't know until about 10 minutes after that, amen. <laughs> so uh, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about that can get started, you know. If you're not careful, you could take something and it might get twisted around the wrong way. I don't want to get sideways in 2020 let's bow our head heavenly father thank you lord for
0: our last message is by our principal from our christian school brother jonathan ritchie and he's going to come he's doing a great job with our christian school somebody said they did like school it was just the principal of a thing so uh, but in spite of being a principal we like him anyway don't we and Brother Jonathan, if you'll come tonight, get your Bible. Here's the last. Can you believe it? We're already at the last message here, but I know he's got a good word of God from God for us. So let's take what the man of God has to say tonight. I love you. All
3: right. Well, you can take your Bible, and you can open up to the book of Proverbs now, Proverbs 21. Brother David gave me a little scare. He said, the book of Proverbs about to Adam I said, nope, you can't go there. But, uh, but Proverbs 21 I want to give you a thought from the Word of God. And hopefully it'll be a blessing to you. I sure hope it will. <coughs> I'm excited to be able to preach. I don't know why I didn't get the invite to test out the slides <coughs> in the new church. A little, little hurt by that, but I'm not, I'm not going to get sideways with you about it. It'll be all right. <laughs> so, Anyway, <coughs> Proverbs chapter 21 tonight. and We're going to read just one verse right there in verse number one, easy to find. Now let's read this verse and we'll, and we'll move forward. It says this, Boast not thyself of tomorrow... For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Um, You know, I'm sure that you know this because chances are you're one of them because I'm one of them. But one thing that most people or a lot of people do this time of year is we set resolutions or goals or plans for the new coming year. You know, it's an exciting time for everybody. We were excited because we get to say goodbye to 2019 and welcome in a brand new year. And whether it's been a good year or a bad year this year, we get to be excited at, the, at, at, at a new 2020 that's just a few hours away. Well, I read this study that said this. Of all the plans and resolutions and goals that are made over, over, over these, these, these couple of days as we head into a new year, only about 25% of those plans or goals or resolutions actually uh, come through. Now, one of my resolutions is to eat milk and cookies every day, and I'm pretty sure I can fulfill that resolution. But only 25% of our resolutions are actually going to happen over the course of this year. But can I tell you something? The reality of it is when it comes to this brand new year, you and I have absolutely... No idea what's going to happen over this course of this next year. Now, I don't want to depress you. I don't want to make you mad or sad right up front. But can I, can I just be honest with you? We have, a, they have a lot of plans and goals and hopes. But the truth is, is we have no idea what's going to happen over the course of this next year. You know, if, if you were, if you could think back to December the 31st, 2018 where you were sitting maybe in this church in this, at a service right here at a watch night service, and you could have thought what was going to happen to you over the course of that of this, of this year, a lot of you would have thought, man, I would have no idea that would have happened to me. I can tell you right now, honestly, for me and my family, that's what we would have said. We would have had no idea what the year 2019 would have brought for my family. But, But, you know, the truth is, it's why we're excited and we anticipate a new year and we're, and we're, and we're looking forward to it. You know, the truth is, is we just don't know what's going to happen. And in fact, the Bible kind of admonishes you and I right now in this verse not to boast about tomorrow because you and I have no idea what's going to happen over the course of uh, 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 the very next day. But I want to just give you some good news tonight. You know, I want to just tell you that I, there are some things that, that I don't know. And there's a lot of things that I don't know. But there's a few things that I do know tonight. You know, there's some things tonight that I can give you that you can write down tonight. You can set it in stone. How you, and you can, you can be assured that if the Lord doesn't come back over these next 365 days, that you and I can count on these things each and every day of 2020. And I just want to give a couple of them to you really quick if I can. First of all, this is one thing I can assure you. I can assure you that I can count on God's goodness over this next year. You know, I'm glad that you and I can rejoice in the goodness of God. I'm glad that his goodness is not wavering and it's not changing. In fact, one of the great characteristics of God that you and I have is the fact that he just simply is Good, You know, God's goodness has nothing to do with my personal circumstances at all. You know, you may be sitting there thinking to yourself, Brother Jonathan, can I be honest with you? This has been a great year for me. I mean, everything turned up roses for me. Hey, it was a good year. And can I say, hey, I'm glad for you. God sure is good, isn't he? But maybe you say this, Brother Jonathan, can I be honest with you? mean, this has had to be one of the hardest years of my life. You just don't know what I had to endure and go through. And can I say, I'm sorry that happened. But can I be honest with you? God still sure is good. You know, God's goodness has nothing to do with my with my circumstances. God, be honest with you? Let me. Give you a few thoughts real quick. You know, it was God's goodness that drew you and I. I like what Romans two four says when it says this. It says this. Oh, despisest thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Can I tell you why I get to stay here tonight knowing I'm saved and knowing I'm on my way to heaven? Hey, it had nothing to do with me and my goodness. No, my friend, it had everything to do with the goodness of God in my life. But can I tell you, I got to give my testimony last night, and man, just to think about that night, so I, get to, I, I, I just recently celebrated my 14th spiritual birthday. Thinking about that night as I got home and these two men were at my door who came to tell me about the Lord Jesus Christ and how He loved me and how He died a cross to save me. Hey, can I tell you why that happened? Because God sure is good. Hey, it was the goodness of God that drew you and I. Hey, can I tell you, it's the goodness of God that sustains you and I. If you go to Psalms 107, that whole, that whole, uh, that whole chapter, four times in that, in that chapter, it says this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Hey, can I tell you something? God sure is good. He sustains us. He takes care of us. He provides for us. He does. The, hey, he, he's, he's the reason I woke up this morning. He's the reason... Why I move, Why I live, while I breathe, while I have my very being. Boy, God sure is good to me. Hey, it's, God, it's, it's God's goodness that drew us. It's God's goodness that sustains us. But can I say this? It's also God's goodness that's going to take me home one day as well. I like Psalm 23, 6 where it says this, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, friend, I'm so glad that I've got a promise of a home in heaven, that this world's not my home. I'm simply a, a, a stranger passing through, and one day soon I'll spend eternity in a place called heaven. Why? Because God sure is good to me. Hey, can I tell you something? Every day, every moment, each and every hour of 2020, I know I can rest assured in the fact that God sure is good. Hey, not only can I count on the goodness of God, can I say this? I can also, in 2020, count on the faithfulness of God. I can count on the faithfulness of God. You know, I wish that I could stand here today and tell you that from January 1st, 2019 to today, December 31st, 2019, hey, I wish I could tell you that I hadn't messed up one time. Hey, I wish I could tell you that that there hadn't been one time I hadn't disobeyed or, or, or rebelled against or sinned against God. But I couldn't do that, friend. Hey, I can't sit here and tell you that. Hey, I've not been perfect this year. I've made some mistakes. I've had to come to my Savior time and time again and repent and ask Him to forgive me where I failed Him But the good news is, friend, that not one time has my God ever, ever failed me. Not once, not one single time. He's always, always been faithful to me. You know, God's been faithful to provide for my family. God's been faithful to forgive me. God's been faithful to my family. God's been faithful to my church. God's been faithful to me on good days. God's been faithful to me on bad days. God's been faithful to me when my friends have walked out on me. Every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day. God has been faithful to me. You know, I like what it says in Lamentations 3:22 and 23, where it says this, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. And this goes on to say this, They are new every morning. Great is our faithfulness. Can I tell you what's going to happen to me tomorrow morning? We, I, we, we have plans to maybe try to stay awake and watch the ball drop, but if that doesn't happen, I'm going to go to bed tonight. And on January the 1st, 2020, I'm going to roll out of bed and be faced with the faithful, faithfulness of God. And every day, I'm going to be able to recognize and realize that whether I've had a good day or a bad day, whether things are going well or whether things are going horribly, I can rest assured, I can count on the faithfulness of God. I can count on the goodness of God. I can count on the faithfulness of God. But can I also say this? I can also count on the presence of God. I can count on the presence of God. You know, I want to just give you some good news tonight that there's not one thing that's going to happen to you next year that God doesn't already know about. There's not one thing that's going to happen to you next year that's going to take God by surprise. God already knows. He's already seen. You know, I'm glad that I serve a God that's not bound by the restriction of time that he's everywhere, in all places, at all times. Hey, can I tell you what that means for me? That, it, that, it, that if, if, all, if everything fails in my life next year, and I'm left alone, and all my friends forsake me, and everything everybody walks away from me, I'll have a friend who promised to stick to me like a I'm closer than a brother can. Hey, I like what it says in the book of Deuteronomy, where it says this, where it says, Be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is, he, he is that that go with thee, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Well, can I tell you some good news tonight? Hey, you and I have, can be assured and rest in the fact that you and I will never be without the presence of God. Hey, what that means is maybe, maybe, maybe sometime this year you're going to sit at the doctor's office and get some terrible, terrible news. Frank, I tell you something, God's right there with you. Hey, maybe you're going to have to face some heartache that you, that you just can't foresee. Can I tell you something? God's right there with you. Hey, no matter what I have to face, and can I tell you something? I've got plans. I've got goals. I've got ideas. I've got dreams. I want to have, have a vision. Whatever the case may be, there's, I can rest assured in, in some things. There's a lot I don't know. There's a lot I can't promise you. But I can promise you these three things. That in 2020, I can, I can, I can count on the goodness of God. I can count on the faithfulness of God. I can count on the presence of God. Pastor.